Hi, am I in the air? Do I have everybody's attention now? Do I have everybody's attention now? John, I got you. John, I Do I have everybody's Sunday attention night. now? You put them cameras on me, then you must be willing To get that heart touched, this a must-see feeling The news ain't good, then it must be villain So I say it's tag grounded, I don't trust these feelings Spread a crushing nose, and I'm on your air Highest next on the cloud, am I in the air? Sunday night's prime time, I flex my better Voltron transform to DX Don Mega and unseen, you probably think I'm nice Cause I flow like a stream to your wireless device And the smoke full of steam on any given night, how short like a piece of any given slice. And for the latest and what is best about I tune in and tune the rest out, Don. You gotta tell them, am I in the clear? Is this thing gone? Am I on the air? On the air. What is going down, everybody? Welcome to another brand new edition of Am I on the Air? My name is Don Mega, and I am your humble host, and I'm so happy that you are here to join me today for Season 25, Episode 4. Tonight's show is titled, Oh Hell Yeah! That's right. We are broadcasting live from the Red Dragons Radio Studios on a Tuesday. That's right, on a Tuesday. It is October the 11th, so... First, as always, I always feel the need to apologize when I don't stick to the normal schedule. We always drop episodes on Monday nights. Got busy yesterday, guys. Life got in the way. Had doing some family stuff, doing a little Halloween stuff, and uh, did not have the time to record last night. So had to delay it one day, but I am here on a Tuesday, October the 11th, ready to rock, ready to bring you the latest and the greatest when it comes to entertainment news, television, movies, non-spoiler reviews. You come right here to Am I On The Air. I'm going to be breaking down everything that's gone down in the world of entertainment news from October 4th through today, October 11th. So I'm going to get you caught up with everything that's going down. Got a couple movies to talk about, got a handful of TV shows to talk about, and then of course we'll get into the news of the week. How does that sound? All right, let's jump on in. Let's start with the movies as we always do. Now it is October. We're getting close to Halloween. We're going to be talking about a lot of scary stuff here in just a second, but before we do that, I want to get the family film out of the way. That's right. We're going to jump from horror and people dying to go to a friend, family-friendly movie, Lyle Lyle Crocodile. That's right. Do you remember those books? Do you remember them? They were a very popular book set, Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And, of course, we turned it into a movie. It's a musical. It's from the people that did the Greatest Showman music. The music, I'll say right off the bat, not as good as The Greatest Showman, but decent. And in this one, the Prim family moves to New York City, and their young son, Josh, struggles to adapt to his new school and his new friends. All of that changes when he discovers Lyle, a singing crocodile who loves baths, caviar, and great music living in the attic of his new home. But when Lyle's existence is threatened by an evil neighbor, Mr. Grumps, the Prims must band together to show the world that family can come from the most unexpected places. So, if you've seen the trailer, you see it. This is a kid's flick. 
There is a singing crocodile in this movie and uh, his singing voice is done by Sean Mendez. And for those of you that have been around for the last couple of years in the music scene, you probably know who Sean Mendez is very, very extremely popular uh, on the pop charts and you can easily recognize his voice right away. But this also has Javier Bardem, it's got Constance Wu, it's got Scoop McNary, and even Brett Guyman from Stranger Things, he's the one that plays Mr. Grumps. And it's the typical paint-by-numbers kind of movie, right? They move into the house, they got this singing alligator, the kid falls in love with it, becomes friends with it, parents find out, they're like, oh no, you can't have a crocodile, and they're like, but mom, he's not a regular crocodile, he can sing. And then we just kind of go from there, right? But of course, you got the nosy neighbor, you got the mean neighbor's gonna do something crazy, and uh, and the story takes off. So, but what I will say for this movie is it's very charming, it's very cute, it's catchy, the songs are good, and it just puts you with a smile on your face. It comes from a good place, and it does the job it's looking to do. That's pretty much all I can say about Lyle Lyle Crocodile. It really does the job it sets out to do. I enjoyed it as an adult. My daughter absolutely loved it. She thought it was such a good time. Uh, she was laughing out loud. She was jamming to the songs. Um, and the whole theater clapped at the end when the credits hit. So, you know, it was a good time for all. And, you know, family flicks, they're hard to come by sometimes in the theater. So go out and support them when you can. La La Crocodile in theaters right now, I would give three out of five stars. The next movie, we're going to completely go to the opposite <laughs> venue here, going from La La Crocodile, little PG kid flick, to Hellraiser. That's right, it's Hellraiser time, baby. We're going hardcore R, blood, guts, everything, right? So this was just released as a Hulu original. It just came out this past weekend. Uh, is of course a remake of the Hellraiser franchise, which came out in the eighties and had like 10 sequels with pinhead as your main character. Um, pinhead for me growing up was definitely somebody that haunted me in my dreams. You know, you had Freddie, you had Jason, you had Michael Myers, but you also had pinhead. I mean, he was another iconic one like those other guys growing up in the eighties. Um, but as the sequels went on, they got real cheesy and I kind of fell out of love with it. So hearing that they were doing a reboot, we were going to get a female pinhead this time for the first time. Uh, Jamie Clayton playing the priest um, takes us down a different road. But what I'll say for this movie is that it feels like it comes straight out of the 80s. The director, David Bruckner, did an amazing job making this film feel like it was born in the 80s, like its original predecessor. And just kind of ran from there. It had that old school feel, old school music, old school gore, and I loved it. It was awesome, you know? It just really took me back. The kills are crazy, and the visuals were cool, and for probably a pretty low budget, I thought they did some pretty cool shit in this movie. Now, on the flip side, the story is shit. The story is boring. I don't know... I don't know. I was thinking, like, can I really sit and go through this movie again? And I probably could, but the story bored the hell out of me, I'm being honest. When I was really into it was during all the scares, and there are plenty of them, so it kept me always coming back and getting engaged. When it was just the regular story, the acting was a little cheesy, the story was cheesy, but when we got into the horror stuff and people started dying and flesh started ripping, 
I was in tune and I was ready. And this movie kills it on all those levels. So overall, I thought this was a pretty solid remake. Um, Hulu really killing it, doing the new um, Predator movie a couple months ago. And then now having Hellraiser. Kudos to you. Keep making these new horror movies. Uh, I think you might have found your niche there, Hulu. So I would give the new Hellraiser reboot three out of five stars. Couldn't I really enjoyed it, but I can't go more than three just because, like I said, the story part kind of sucked, kind of lagged. The acting I didn't think was very good. So, but Jamie Clayton as the priest, amazing. The new Pinhead, great. Uh, all the um, Cenobites, amazing. So the overall premise of this story just basically is a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites, a group of sadistic supernatural beings from another dimension. Uh, and this movie's ending is crazy, crazy, uh, really hoping to set up that sequel. So there you go, man. If you're a horror junkie, check out the new Hellraiser now streaming on Hulu, three out of five stars. Okay. That's our two movies. Let's switch gears on over to streaming. I want to start with the new Marvel special presentation. That's right. The MCU using Disney plus to bring us our first special presentation and it's werewolf by night directed by Michael Giacchino, uh, who is a music composer. Yes, guys, he is the guy who did music for a bunch of the Marvel movies and now he directs and he did a hell of a job with this. Uh, on a dark and somber night, a secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows and gather at the foreboding Bloodstone Temple following the death of their leader. In a strange and memorial to the leader's life, the attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic, a hunt that will ultimately bring them face-to-face -face with a dangerous monster. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I won't go into any spoilers. I will say the monster is awesome, and it was really cool to see uh, live action of this. Um, but we got Gail Garcia Bernal, uh, who most recently was in the M. Night Shyamalan movie Old, and he's really, really good. And he's the werewolf, guys. He's awesome. And, um, and he did a hell of a job in this. Uh, you got Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone. She was fantastic in this. And then you got a bunch of other people. And this is about a 50-minute special presentation, so... Kind of longer than a Disney Plus episode, but definitely not as long as a movie. I wish it was longer. This should have been about an hour and a half for it being a special. Uh, and unfortunately, like I said, it clocks in probably around 50 minutes, if not even a little less, if you take out the credits. Um, I know it's listed at 55 minutes, but it is not 55 minutes because those credits go on for so damn long. Um, the thing that bugged me, if you know me for any amount of time, you know I hate black and white. And this thing for 90% of it is in black and white. And I was like, because I saw the trailer in black and white. And I was really, really hoping that maybe the actual um, presentation would be in color. But no. But I get what they were going for. And it didn't really take away from me. I actually really enjoyed this. Um, the black and white was to give it that old school feel. This feels like a 
old school universal monsters movie straight out of the 50s 60s and it nails it it nails the tone it, it's perfect for an october kind of halloween release like i said the monster was really cool the dynamic of everybody was really cool we got some good kills some good action and at the end it turns to color so i thought that was pretty cool you got to see everybody in the in the, in the good light there for a second um but i was sad i was sad when it was over because i wanted more and um, I am curious to see if any of these characters will pop up in anything else in the MCU down the road. We'll have to wait and see. But as a one-time special presentation, I thought the MCU did an amazing job with this one. Congratulations to Michael G- Michael Giacchino uh, making his directorial debut and composing it as well. It sounded awesome. It looked awesome. Big win there for the MCU on Werewolf by Night getting into that supernatural side of the MCU. So very, very cool there. Um, keeping up with the MCU, She-Hulk episode eight aired last week. Finally, Daredevil comes into the picture. This was the best. Well, probably, yeah, this is probably the best episode of the season. I was kind of balancing it with the, with the first episode. Cause I love that first episode so much with the Hulk. Um, so I don't know. They're probably neck and neck, but it was great seeing, um, Matt Murdock, Daredevil in the episode, seeing him as Matt Murdock, seeing him as Daredevil, seeing his interactions with She-Hulk and, and their respect for each other, but then also them fighting. And there's a lot that goes into this episode and it was all great. And I really hope to see these two team up again down the road. So, uh, if for any reason you're one of these people that seem to have fallen off of She-Hulk, do not sleep on this episode. Go back, watch episode eight. It's fantastic. Ribbit and Rip It is the name of the episode, and it's awesome. Uh, and we only got one episode left. Uh, Thursday, this Thursday on Disney Plus will be the finale, and we'll see how this show is going to actually wrap up and end. I mean, the episode, episode eight ended on a crazy note, and we'll see where it goes. So definitely check out She-Hulk. Um, keeping up with the horror stuff, uh, the other new episode, the other new show I checked out is let the right one in. And that name might sound familiar to you because it is a movie. There was a movie called let the right one in. It was a foreign vampire movie. Then we made an American version of it called let me in, um, that starred Chloe Grace Moretz. And now we have the TV version. This is on Showtime and it stars Damien Bashir. Uh, after 10 years away, Mark Kane and his daughter, Eleanor return home to New York city, hoping to find a cure for a rare affliction. Meanwhile, their neighbor, Naomi Cole an NYPD homicide detective tries to balance investigating a brutal murder at work with raising her son, Isaiah, whose newly sober father has suddenly come back into their lives. Claire Logan, a brilliant scientist receives a devastating call from her strange father summoning her home. So this is all basically for episode one. Um, only the first episode is out right now. I liked it. I thought it was a really good, strong episode. I like the concept of the movie. I like that this little girl is a vampire and her dad is trying to give her blood and, and protect her. And it's a cool concept and I can see it working really well in a TV version. And that's what this is looking for. So I look forward to continuing on with let the right one in, which is now on showtime. Our next new show is Reginald the Vampire. I've been waiting for this one, so another vampire show. Uh, but this one's more on the comedy side. This stars Jacob Batalon, um, who you know best as Ned from the Spider-Man movies. 
Um, he is the lead in this, and basically, he's a real nice guy who likes this girl. He works at this little smoothie shop, and he ends up getting bit by a vampire, and he's dying. And another vampire shows up and basically says to him, like, you could die, or you could let me turn you into a vampire, and you'll live. And he was like, yes, turn me. So he gets turned, and and we're off to the races, right? He's trying to learn how to be a vampire, but... It's awesome. I love Jacob Batalon. If you've seen the Spider-Man movies, you know what a cool guy this guy is. And seeing him in something like this and seeing him try to adapt to being a vampire and just be this cool kid, it works really, really well. I like this show a lot. It's a strong first episode. I can't wait to see the next one. So highly recommend you check out Reginald the Vampire. This airs on the Sci-Fi Network. And then lastly, just wanted to let you know, uh, Chucky season two has started. So there you go. You can get back into Chucky right now. I thought it was a pretty strong season two opener. So check that out. That airs on sci-fi and on the USA network. And finally over on HBO max Avenue five is back for season two. I love season one. Um, this is about a spaceship in the future. That's kind of like a cruise ship, but it's a spaceship traveling through space, but then they end up having some problems, but it's a comedy and there's some really good people on this show. And it's been years since season one aired. I don't, you know, the COVID and everything messed up season two, but it's finally out. New episodes drop on Mondays and you can check that out on HBO Max. So that, my friends, is what I got for you on the TV side. Lots of stuff. So let's recap over on the movie side again in theaters right now. Lyle Lyle Crocodile, three out of five stars. Hellraiser on Hulu exclusively, three out of five stars. Over on the TV world, we got Werewolf by Night on Disney+. Plus. She-Hulk on Disney Plus, Reginald the Vampire over on the Sci-Fi Channel, Chucky Season 2 on Sci-Fi and USA, Let the Right One In on Showtime, and Avenue 5 over on HBO Max. So there you go on that. Okay, that's all our reviews. Now let's talk the box office. Let's see how these movies have panned out uh, in the top 10 box office. Coming in number 10, it's Terrifier 2. Yes, Little B movie over here, bringing in over a million dollars and coming in number 10. Feel very proud of yourselves. That is awesome for a movie like this. Coming in number nine, it's Ponyon Selvin Part One. Number eight is Bros. Number seven is Barbarian. Number six is the Avatar re release, which was only supposed to be in theaters for two weeks and they've extended it um, because it's still doing so well. Uh, number five is Don't Worry Darling. Number four is The Woman King. Number three is Amsterdam, a massive bomb right here, man. Amsterdam only making $6 million with an A-list cast that goes on and on and on. The the studio says they're going to probably lose about $100 million on this movie. That's a big hit, man. Amsterdam coming in number three. Lyle Lyle Crocodile coming in number two. And holding in at number one for the second week in a row. We reviewed it on last week's episode, Smile. Yes, the little horror movie Smile dropped only 22% from week one to week two, bringing in another 17.6 million. They made this movie for 17 million. And it made 22 last week and then made 17.6 this week with only a 22% drop. The best ever for a horror movie from week one to week two. That doesn't happen very often for horror movies at all. So congratulations to Smile killing the game over here. Um, And that's our box office. So now we'll switch gears and we'll blaze through the news of the week. So for years they have been talking about doing a Frasier 
sequel series, right? Bringing it back because a lot of series are coming back for their second lives. And this has just been kind of trending for the last couple of years, not really going anywhere. Well, now it is official. Frasier is coming back for a sequel series. It will be exclusive to Paramount Plus. So big, big coup for them. We don't know who's returning, though, other than Frasier. <laughs> so that's all we know at this point. Uh, but we'll have to see. I mean, I'm assuming more will join. Um, but it is coming to Paramount+. Plus. The new Megalopolis movie that Francis Ford Coppola is doing, uh, he's just added some more cast additions. Uh, five new names adding to the cast, like Dustin Hoffman, Isabel Kussman, D.B. Sweeney, Chloe Fineman, and newcomer Bailey Ives. Uh, this is supposed to be a really big cast, so he's still stacking that one up. Norman Reedus has joined the all-star cast of the new Regency picture, The Bike Riders. That fits right up his alley, right? The Idris Elba movie Beast that came out in August is now streaming on Peacock. So just wanted to let you guys know that. I really liked Beast. I gave it three out of five. It was a fun movie and uh, a great addition to Peacock. I love that they're still putting out these movies fresh out the theater right on Peacock. So good on them. And check out Beast if you haven't seen it. We have the new trailer for The Wonder. This is Florence Pugh's new Netflix period drama. I don't like that Florence Pugh likes to do these period dramas because they're so boring. Because um, I love her. But, man, I can't get into these movies. But if those are your kind of thing, check out the trailer for The Wonder. We also have the trailer for Till, which is the true story of Mamie Till Mobley. So you can check that out. Uh, Barry Keegan. Uh, we talked about, I think on last week's show that, you know, he was the Joker in the new Batman movie, but he ended up getting, um, but he had ended up auditioning originally for the Riddler and then ended up landing the Joker role. So, uh, they actually released his audition for Riddler. So you can check that out right now on our Twitter page. We have the trailer for shotgun wedding. This is the new movie starring Jennifer Lopez and Josh Dumal. It's a, uh, action rom-com where they're getting married on this Island. And of course, pirates or thieves come and mess up the wedding, but you are not going to mess up JLo's wedding son. Um, so this is coming to prime video, I believe in January, uh, should be a cute little one, man. I don't know where Jennifer Lopez keeps doing these marry me movies. Um, but they seem to work and I like Josh Dumas as well too. So there you go. There you go. Uh, the director, once again, Michael Giacchino of Werewolf by Night, he teases that Marvel, after seeing Werewolf by Night, uh, has shown interest that they want to do more one-off specials like this. That'd be pretty cool, man. We can do one-off specials. We don't got to do a whole season. Let's do little, like, hour, hour and a half spinoff episodes. That'd be really cool. Uh, Rob Schneider, really trying to make a name for himself again. He's going to do a sequel to the animal. That's right. Remember that movie, the animal, it was probably one of the worst movies Rob Schneider's ever done, but he's going to do a sequel to it that he's going to write and direct. And guess what? It's going to be a Tubi original. That's right on Tubi. There you go. Sony's Marvel spinoff movie starring bad bunny, El Murato. Um, is just tagged Honus Coron as the director of the anti-hero film, uh, El Muroto. Um, so we still don't understand why this movie is even happening. This is the son of Alfonso Coron. Uh, so that'd be pretty interesting, man. See the directing flowing in the family. So you got a director. It looks like this one's moving along. Dune the Sisterhood. This is the new spinoff, uh, thing that HBO Max is doing. Emily Watson and Shirley Henderson are set to star in the new HBO Max series. Michael Jackson's iconic album Thriller is going to get documentary treatment. 
we have the new poster for the Super Mario Brothers movie, which looks fantastic. And they also released the first trailer for it. Um, and it looks great. It's from Illumination. Illumination! Um, and it just looks really, really good. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people keep talking about Chris Pratt's Mario voice. And a lot of people are pissed saying, like, ah, oh, it sounds too much like Chris Pratt's regular voice. If you go back and listen to that trailer, I can see what you're saying, but listen closely. He's got an accent, but you only hear him say like three words, so it doesn't come out very strong. But if you listen closely, you can hear he's like, a must. here we come. Like, I don't know. He's got a little slight Italian accent on there. I know the director told him to chill that shit out. We could not have a two-hour movie of him being like, it's a me, a Mario, let's go get some pizza. It's just, you can't do that in 2022, 2023. It's stereotypical Italian. And I'm Italian. You know, nobody walks around being like, hey, come on, follow me. Let's go get some pizza and get some Parmesan. It just, you know, like, like that, I just have a feeling that the director was like, please don't do that. Um, and, and you know what, if people are pissed at the voice, be pissed at the director because the director is telling Chris Pratt what to do. Chris Pratt does not lead this movie. He does not get to go in and be like, I'm going to do whatever voice I want. And we're just good to go. Like he's doing what the director tells him to do. And if that's the voice they picked on, then take it up with the director and stop bitching about Chris Pratt because it's undeserved. Okay, but go back and listen to that. He's got an accent, and I think you guys will appreciate it more when we see a better trailer, when we see a longer trailer, where you can actually hear his voice a little bit more than just three words. Okay, we have some new looks at some of the villains coming to Titans Season 4, DC's Titans. I love the Titans show. We're going to get Brother Blood, and he looks pretty damn cool. We're getting Mother Mayhem. Which she looks cool. Jinx is in this thing and she looks awesome. Um, so some first looks there at some of these characters coming up. We know we're going to have Lex Luthor popping up. DC Titans Season 4 looks incredible, guys. We got a little teaser trailer. First half of the season comes out in November. I believe the second half comes out in January. I'm ready, dude. This is on HBO Max. It's a Max original. And I really love this show. For people that have been sleeping on this, DC fans... Get with it, DC Titans. Awesome. The creator of Gent Genified will helm a new Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day for Disney+. Plus. So they're rebooting that one there. The upcoming film Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo appears to confirm fan speculation about Velma and her interest in women. Ooh. So Velma looking a little, little, little love over here. Uh, lots of Scooby-Doo stuff in the works, by the way. Kind of kind of crazy how much stuff is going on in the Scooby-Doo world <laughs> right now. Uh, WandaVision actor Emma Caulfield will be returning for the Agatha Coven of Chaos spinoff that the MCU is doing. So great addition there. A new Chuck Lore series. Um, sorry, my phone just went off. A Chuck Lore series uh, starring Sebastian Maniscalco is going to be coming to HBO Max. So very cool there. Uh, Retta, Molly Bernard have joined Glenn Powell, Powell for a new Richard Linklater action comedy called Hitman, and production will be starting here very soon. Um, Justice U, we have an update on that. The new Arrow, Arrowverse series 
uh, that's starring Diggle, right? Where Diggle is basically a teacher at a school for superheroes now. Uh, he says they're still working on the script. He says the, the show is still in development. Uh, it's not been canceled. They're still working on it. They want to get it right. But he says they're, he thinks they're getting pretty close. So looks like Justice U might still be happening. We have the new extended trailer for Bones and All. So check that out. The Spawn movie, yes, some news on that. Not much news other than that they seem to be stumped, so they had to bring in new writers <laughs> to write the movie. And uh, Todd McFarlane, said, who was going to direct this movie himself, has stepped down and said, you know, I got to get a really good director for this. We got some new writers. Um, they're writers that have written for DC and for Marvel. Um, so he wants to get a better director to kind of helm the source material. So... Back to the drawing board for Spawn. The movie I don't think is ever going to come out. We have the new trailer for Violent Night, which is David Harbour's new uh, Christmas movie where he plays a crazy-ass hardcore Santa. This trailer is fantastic. Watch it. It's got cheesy goodness from start to finish. And they aired this at one of the festivals over the weekend, and it got rave reviews about how fun it was and just... It was just a great time, and it, that's what I got from the trailer. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. David Harbour's great. Can you imagine him as just this badass Santa that is, like, trying to protect a kid and just, ki- like, sharpening candy canes and stabbing people in the eye and the neck? And this is crazy, man. Violent Night comes out in December, I believe December 2nd. I'm going to be there. It looks awesome. McKenna Grace confirms she's returning for the new Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. The Oregon Trail video game is being made into a movie musical, so there you go on that. The movie Rust is going to continue filming in January. This is the movie where Alec Baldwin and uh, the um, director and cinematographer uh, Helena Hutchins, where she got shot on accident and ended up dying, unfortunately. Uh, They've settled their dispute with the estate. And uh, they're going to finish filming the movie in January. So very shocking there. I did not think they were going to finish that one. Black Adam is trending uh, for a 70 to $75 million opening when it comes out in a couple weeks. So that will be pretty cool. I'm excited for that. Keanu Reeves says he may direct the movie based on his comic book, Berserker. That would be pretty cool there. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for this movie. I think it's going to be awesome. So would love to see that. Uh, Moonlighting creator confirms that the classic 80s dramedy is finally heading to streaming, uh, but they have not announced the streamer yet, and no release date has been given either. Pitch Perfect, Bumper in Berlin. We have your first look at the Adam Devine Pitch Perfect spinoff. This is coming to Peacock, and we have the first teaser trailer posted for you to check out. Ice Cube says that Warner Brothers has rejected two of his scripts for a new Friday movie. A lot of people always asking why have they done another Friday movie, and Ice Cube's like, "Yo, I'm trying, man. Warner Brothers just be cock blocking me at every turn." He's like, "I put in two really good scripts, and they denied both of them. So maybe one day we'll get it. I don't know if we're ever gonna get it at this point. I think Ice Cube is kind of getting ready to give up, but he has been trying." Five Nights at Freddy's finds its new director in Emma Tammy. That's right. So we're finally moving forward on the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. And I'm excited about this one. I think it's going to be really, really good. Um, Season two has started filming for the Rings of Power. So there you go. Quietly started filming on October 3rd. They're saying it's going to be bigger and better on every level. So there you go right there. Uh, In honor of James Bond Day, all 25 Bond films are now available to watch on Amazon Prime Video. 
and I heard they're all in 4K, which is pretty cool too. Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine is developing a Goldilocks and the Three Bears movie. Um, the El Muerto Bad Bunny movie will release on January 12th, 2024, so you know that. Knives Out 2 will be the first Netflix movie to debut in theaters across all three major U.S. theatrical chains, AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. So the movie's going to hit Netflix in the end of December. Thanksgiving weekend, it's going to air in all the major theaters for two weeks. So it's going to get a two-week theatrical run, and then we'll be hitting streaming on Netflix uh, a couple weeks after that. So you'll have a great chance to see Knives Out in theaters, which I will definitely be doing. Uh, We have HBO Max's The Idol teaser trailer, which confirms the 2023 release date for the weekend-led drama. Oni, Thunder God's Tale, released its first trailer. This is Netflix's new animated fantasy. Uh, Velma, the HBO Max animated series, has rounded out its star-studded cast. So this is what I'm talking about, man. Another Scooby-Doo thing. This one here with Mindy Kaling kind of heading this one up. The upcoming HBO Max animated series Velma has rounded out star-studded cast with Glenn Howerton, Sam Richardson, and Constance Wu all joining the series. All three will join the series to star the remaining members of the Mystery Inc. Howerton will play Fred. Richardson will play Norval, a.k.a. Shaggy. And Wu will voice Daphne. They'll join Kayleen, who voices Velma in the series, as well as a ton of other stars set to appear, including Jane Litch, Wanda Sykes, Russell Peters, Melissa Fumero, Stephen Root, Gary Cole, Ken Leung, Cherry Jones, Frank Welker, Weird Al Yankovic, Fortune Feimster, Yvonne Orji, Saru Blue, Nicole Byer, Ming-Nan Wen, Shay Mitchell, Debbie Ryan, Kulap Vilasak, and NBA All-Star Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Velma was originally announced in 2021, but had no official release date as of yet, but it will be releasing soon on HBO Max. So Velma is an adult animated comedy series telling the origin story of Velma Dinkley, the unsung and underappreciated brains of the Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. gang. This series synopsis reads, an original and humorous spin that unmasks the complex and colorful past of one of America's most beloved mystery solvers. So there you go there. And from my understanding, there is no Scooby-Doo in this. Which is crazy. I know it's a prequel series, but man, doing something like this with no Scooby. Hey, man, no Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it sucks. All right, we have the trailer for Run, Sweetheart, Run, which previews the worst blind date ever. So definitely check that one out. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has added Ika Darville to the cast. Um, Avatar 4's first act has already been filmed. Look at that. We haven't even got Avatar 2 yet, and they're already filming Avatar 4. That is insane. We have the season two trailer for the White Lotus, which comes out at the, uh, does it come out in November? I can't remember if it's at the end of this month or in early November. Um, but check that this is going to be cool. Whole new cast, ready to rock White Lotus season two. American Horror Story NYC released its first teaser and some more posters, which promises a season like no other. We have the trailer for Causeway, which is Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry's new drama. We have the new trailer for Slumberland, which is Jason Momoa's new kid flick, which looks really, really cute. I think my daughter's going to love Slumberland. The Expendables 4 has officially landed a 2023 release date. I believe it's going to be September of 2023. 
Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has also added Kevin Duran uh, to the West Ball directed epic. I like Kevin Duran. He's he's pretty awesome. And Ika Darvo, who we just talked about, I believe, from Jessica Jones. So uh, some good additions there. All right. Jared Leto is set to play fashion icon Coral Lagerfield in a new biopic. We have the first teaser trailer for Anne Rice's Mayfair Witches, which comes out in 2023 on AMC+. Plus. Uh, looking forward to that because that's my girl, Alexander Daddario. So I'm ready. Catherine Langford is set to headline a new Stars psychological thriller that's on the Stars with a Z network, just so you know. Outer Range. Outer Range has been renewed for season two. So congratulations there. We have the first trailer for Blockbuster, which I am super sold on this. It's a new workplace comedy, uh, hoping to fill the void that Superstore has left in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But you got Randall Park and you got Melissa Fumero. I love Randall Park, of course, fresh off the boat, the Marvel stuff. He's so great. And then you got Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's amazing. This is going to be a fun thing taking place at the last Blockbuster that's available. Good Omens is coming for season two, and we got some new members of the cast that you can check out. Harley Quinn getting a Valentine's Day special set for February, so very interesting there. So before you get the new season, you're going to get a Valentine's special. Um, His Dark Materials, we have the new season three trailer that you can check out for the final season. Uh, Let's see, we already talked about that. Solar Opposites has been renewed for a fifth season over on Hulu. Uh, the voice cast, once again, for the Super Mario Brothers movie, in case you missed it, includes Chris Pratt, Anna Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan-Michael Key, and Seth Rogen. Um, let's see here. Scooping through, scooping through. Oh, VHS 99. We have the new trailer for the uh, new anthology series. I love these VHS series. They're really, really cool. So very, very awesome to see the new trailer for VHS 99. I think they're going to do a, they just signed a, or greenlit to do another sequel, which is going to be awesome. Keanu Reeves has departed Hulu's The Devil in the White City. Uh, this is sad to hear. This is the first time Keanu was going to be doing a big TV show. This was supposed to be awesome. It was supposed to be produced by Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese, but he has left. No reason why. But you know what? A couple of days later after he left, the director left. So now this thing is cursed because we got no director, no star. I don't know if we're going to get no if we're going to get this show. The Devil in the White City might not be moving forward to Hulu, but we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, Donald Glover could still be in the community movie. So, um, the writer and producer and director Dan Harmon, uh, says that, uh, he is hopeful that they'll be able to slide him in there. The penguin spinoff series from the Batman with Colin Farrell has nabbed Mar of Easttown director to do the first two episodes. So that's very cool. There goosebumps is getting a Disney plus series and they just added Justin long to the cast. Um, John Carter's Andrew Stanton is set to direct an epic sci-fi drama called In the Blink of an Eye. Um, Keanu Reeves says if he was to join the MCU, he would love to play Ghost Rider. So there you go, man. Let's make it happen, son. Ghost Rider, let's go. We have a first teaser trailer for Wolfpack, which is the Teen Wolf spinoff that's coming to Paramount Plus with Sarah Michelle Gellar. So check that out. The Wheel of Time is coming for season two. We got a first look at that. The Teen Wolf movie has set a 2023 premiere date. So you'll know when that's coming. AGT getting another spinoff. AGT All-Stars is in ordered over at NBC. Um, 
Sophia Vergara, I believe, is not going to be a judge on this one. They're going to do the three-person panel, so it'll be Simon, Heidi, and um, Howie. And then um, Terry Crews will be coming back to host. So, again, this is kind of like Champions, that spinoff they did that was Champions. This one's just All-Stars, so it's people from all the different AGTs across the world coming back, all the favorites, and having them perform again to see who is the ultimate All-Star. Universal Pictures has set a new untitled M. Night Shyamalan thriller for 2024, so very cool there. Mike Myers says he would love to continue Austin Powers and do a part four. Yeah, baby, yeah. Why not? Let's do it. I don't know what we're waiting for. We got the new Wednesday trailer um, for Tim Burton's Wednesday that's coming to Netflix. I think this series looks great. Very, very excited about this one. Uh, this And we found out that... Um, Fred Armisen is going to play Uncle Fester, so very cool there. I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Uh, comes out uh, at the end of November. Um, oh, man, I'm struggling to, to report this one, so I'm going to... I don't know. If you're on Twitter or anything right now, I'm sure you've seen the stuff. There are reports. There are reports. There was a screening of Black Adam that happened down in Mexico. And some of the people coming out of that screening says that Henry Cavill popped up as Superman in the movie. Um, in the post credit scene. So not, not that he's in it very much. It's a quick post credit scene trying to set something up. And reports have it that Dwayne The Rock Johnson went to Warner Brothers and fought very hard for Henry Cavill to come back. Said that he's our Superman. He's what the people want. You know, The Rock really prides himself of being like, I want to give the people what they want. I listen to the people and I try to provide that for them. And I know the people want Henry Cavill. So I push for that. He really wants to do a Black Adam versus Superman movie. And that looks to be on the cards. It looks maybe we'll get another Man of Steel 2. It might be called something else. I'm just saying in general. Because uh, Henry Cavill never got a proper sequel. Um, this is exciting news. I love Henry Cavill. He is my favorite Superman. He is my favorite. Superman is my favorite character in the whole DC Universe, Marvel Universe, he's my favorite superhero. Love Superman, and I love Henry Cavill being Superman. So this whole, you know, past several years since Justice League, where it's kind of just been up in the air and we don't know what's going on, has drove me crazy. So I want to thank The Rock. If this is true, I want to thank The Rock for going to bat and saying, this is what the people want, and, and this is where we need to take this. And, you know, a lot of rumors that maybe they're going to do Kingdom Come, there's, it's just all so exciting. So we will see. Again, this is rumors. Nothing's confirmed. We might watch Black Adam in a couple weeks and not see Henry Cavill. So I don't know 100%. This is just what we've heard. So we'll take it from there. Uh, let's see here. Oh, so we talked about DC's Titans coming back in November. We also found out that Doom Patrol Season 4 will come back in December. So we're getting those back-to-back -back like we usually do. Um, so that's pretty cool there. We got some teaser trailers for both. The Winchesters has officially cast Smallville veteran Tom Welling. That's right. Speaking of Superman, Tom Welling is joined the Winchesters. Um, so there you go for the Supernatural spinoff. Um, let's see here. 
We already talked about that. Uh, the boys season four photos unveil first look at Sister Sage and Firecracker. So you can check that out if you're interested. Uh, Barbarian is getting ready to release on digital very soon. And uh, we have some information about what you can expect there. We have the trailer for Wendell and Wild, which is Key and Peele's new animated Netflix thing. Uh, Ryan Reynolds says he's working on a documentary about John Candy. So that's pretty cool there. A Haunting in Venice. Kenneth Branagh. Again, doing his next spin-off movie. Uh, you know, he did Murder on the Orient Express. Then he did Death on the Nile, where he plays the uh, detective Perot. And uh, so he's getting ready to do his third movie uh, now, which is uh, called A Haunting in Venice. And his cast this go-around is Kyle Allen, Camille Cotton, Jamie Dornan, Jude Hill, Ali Khan, Emma Lard, Kelly Riley, Ricardo Scamirico, and Michelle Yeoh, um, which is pretty, pretty cool there. Um, we also, did I not say Tina Fey? I know I don't know why Tina Fey's name is left out on this one, but I know Tina Fey was added to the cast as well. Um, so, oh yeah, there's Tina Fey. I don't think I read her name though, so uh, Tina Fey's in there as well. So I don't think this is as good as a cast, right? Murder on the Orient Express was loaded. Death on the Nile was super loaded. And then they're like, oh, he assembled a top-notch catch <laughs> cast for the next film. And I'm like, is it though? Like, I don't think this is a very great cast, but there's a couple of good names. And I mean, it might still be a great movie. I mean, I guess the cast is only half the thing, right? Um, but set in an eerie post-World War II Venice on All Hallows' Eve, a haunting in Venice is now a terrifying mystery featuring the return of the celebrated sleuth Hikrol Puro. Uh, now retired and living in self-imposed exile in the world's most glamorous city, Puro reluctantly attends a science uh, at a decaying haunted palazzo when one of the guests is murdered. The detective is thrust into a sinister world of shadows and secrets. So typical, typical, he attends something, someone gets murdered, and now I must find out who the murderer is. So there you go. A third Kenneth Branagh, Hercule Pro movie, A Haunting in Venice, is on the way. It'll probably release next year. They're getting ready to start filming it at the end of the month. We have the new trailer for The Peripheral, which is Chloe Grace Moretz's new sci-fi series coming to Amazon. I think this show looks awesome. Looking very forward to this one here. Star Trek, Picard, and Discovery trailers reveal upcoming surprises, including the return of Moriarty from The Next Generation. So check those out. Uh, the Man Who Fell to Earth has been canceled, will not be returning for a second season over on Showtime. That's too bad. It was a pretty good show. Damon Wayans and Damon Wayans Jr. are developing a new father-son comedy over at CBS. I'm on board. I love both these guys. They're hilarious. They are a real-life father-son. So I think whatever they put together is going to actually be really, really good. The new Quantum Leap reboot has officially landed a full-season order. Over at NBC. Congratulations. I really like this show. So glad to see it picked up. Um, Selena Gomez has a new documentary coming out on Apple TV Plus, And we have the first trailer for that. Uh, let's see here. Dune Part 2. Its release date has been moved up by two weeks. So there you go. It was originally going to come out November 17th, 2023. Now it's going to come out, I think, November 2nd or 3rd. So going to come out two weeks early. So there you go, man. All you Dune fans going to get it just a little bit earlier. The Gorge. Anna Taylor-Joy has joined Miles Teller in the new genre-bending love story. So that's pretty cool there. Love Anna Taylor-Joy. 
On some sad news today, Angela Lansbury passed away. You know, Murder, She Wrote. Uh, She was 96 years old. So three-time Oscar nominee and five-time Tony Award winner has passed away at the age of 96. So hell of a life, hell of a career. Um, You know, rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. We have the season three trailer for Mythic Quest. I love this show. Coming soon to Apple TV Plus for the third season. I love it. Uh, rumor has it, new Spider-Man 4 release date set for set for 2024 uh, is when we'll get the next Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. So I think we're going to get going on that one here soon. Looks like it'll be at the end of 2024, probably November, December time frame. Uh, nothing confirmed from Sony Pictures yet, but this is something that was leaked from somebody over at Sony saying that, yes, it is on the calendar for the end of 2024. So there you go. And that would get it out in time to be before the new Avengers movies. So let's do it. Let's do it. Um, we have the new trailer for Megan, which is Blumhouse's new killer doll movie, which looks awesome. I think it looks really, really good, even though it's cheesy and we already have Annabelle, but now we got Megan. So there you go. Do you remember the old school Mark Wahlberg movie from the nineties called fear? I love this movie. This is the one of the first, when people say Mark Wahlberg, for some reason, this is the movie that always pops in my head first, because this is, I think this is the first movie I ever saw Mark Wahlberg in. Came out in 1996. It's with him and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Um, their boyfriend, girlfriend. He's the super nice guy. But to find out, he's a crazy-ass motherfucker. <laughs> in the fucking house. Uh, I love this movie. And they are going to turn it into a new TV show over at Peacock. So I am thrilled and can't wait to see what they do with fear. Uh, 1001 Nights is a new movie that's in the works over at Disney. We have the second trailer for Enola Holmes for the new upcoming sequel that's coming to Netflix here in a couple weeks. Sydney Sweeney is set to star in the new Barbarella reboot for Sony. I love it. Great, great casting there. Tom Cruise may be the first civilian ever to do a spacewalk in the upcoming Doug Lyman movie that they're doing. I, I bet you it will be Tom Cruise. That's going to be awesome right there. We have the new trailer for Paradise City, which is John Travolta and Bruce Willis. That's right. Reuniting to face off in the new action film. So check that out. Um, the Blade movie officially on pause after they are now on the search for a new director. Had a feeling this was coming. We're going to talk about Marvel here in just a second and what that does. Um, Blake Shelton. Leaving the voice after the upcoming season 23. He is the only coach that has been on the show this entire time and has never left. So crazy to hear he's leaving. I'm sure he'll be back at some point, but he's going to be out next season. And uh, Niall Horan from One Direction and Chance the Rapper are the new coaches that are going to be coming in for next season. Um, Michelle Yeoh and Pete Davidson are doing some voices of some Transformers for Transformers Rise of the Beast as they're doing post-production work on that. Netflix's Jeffrey Dahmer limited series is now the second most watched English language title in Netflix history. So congratulations there for Dahmer. Uh, crazy show. I'm still only halfway through it because I have to binge it very slowly because I can only handle one episode at a time of this damn show because it's too much. And before we wrap up here, I want to touch on some Marvel shifting. Um, This is kind of big breaking news that happened earlier today um, because of the Blade situation, right? So we knew Blade has been in the works for a while. We know that the director got either, he either quit or he got fired a couple weeks ago just 
a month before they were going to start filming. Crazy stuff. They were going to start filming in November. So this movie was supposed to come out November 3rd of 2023. So we were like, yeah, I don't think it's going to make that date, right? I mean, they're not even going to start filming this thing until 2023. How's it going to come out in 2023? Sure, it's going to get pushed back. Well, today it's official. It did get pushed back. So Blade is moving from November 3rd, 2023 to September 6th of 2024. Now, if you were around listening to the show during the COVID times, Every time one Marvel movie moved, you know what happens, right? It's a domino effect, and it shifts a bunch of stuff. So everything comes a-tumbling down. So, like I said, Blade moving from November 3rd, 2023 to September 6th, 2024. That's a big shift almost a year later. Do you remember something else was September 6th, 2024 that we just talked about and we were really excited about? That was Deadpool 3. That's right. So it just shifted Deadpool 3. From that September 6th date to move it to November 8th, 2024. For those of you with a good memory, no, November 8th was another Marvel project that was Fantastic Four. So now Fantastic Four has been bumped from November 8th, 2024 to February 14th, 2025. You know, uh, one more thing got bumped and it wasn't really because of this domino effect, but it still shifted everything. After Comic-Con, we were so excited. About getting two Marvel Avengers movies in the same year, right? We were getting King Dynasty and we were getting Secret Wars all in both in 2025. Well, not no more, as Avengers Secret Wars has now moved from November 7th, 2025 to May 1st, 2026. I feel like they knew that all along. They just wanted to tease us and yank us around and then be like, psych. Because why wouldn't you want an Avengers movie on May 1st, right? This is the kickoff to the summer season. I love the idea of two Avengers movies in one year. I just didn't feel like from a profitability standpoint that that made a ton of sense. And I think they realized that as well. So that shifted and now we got to wait. So we'll get, we'll get King dynasty in 2025 and now secret wars in 2026. So there's the big shuffle guys, four movies getting moved around. Once again, blade from November 3rd, 2024 to September 6th, 2024 Deadpool three from September 6th, 2024 to November 8th, 2024 fantastic four from november 8 2024 to february 14th 2025 and avengers secret wars from november 7th 2025 to may 1st 2026 so that is the way the cookies have crumbled that is the way the dust has settled for the marvel films for now all right and on that note that is the end of our show i know we went a little bit longer we're about the 53 minute mark but you know what we had an extra day of news to talk about and i'm kind of excited that we did because all this marvel news just broke today so we had a lot to get through there talking about the shift in the marvel uh landscape so let's wrap it up here guys once again am i on the air.com is our official web page make sure you bookmark it you got access to everything you need right there like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash am I on the air. Follow us on Twitter at am I on the air. Follow me on Twitter at dxdonmega. And remember, follow our social media because that's where you're going to get all this news before we do the podcast, right? If you want to be up on the news every single day, follow the Twitter, follow the Facebook, and you'll get the news as it's breaking, especially on our Twitter page because we give you everything there. All the trailers, posters, everything. Speaking of all that, you can get us on all the other socials, Instagram, 
TikTok, YouTube, just search Am I on the Air. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you don't do Apple, make sure you get us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcast. We're on all the different podcast platforms. Whatever you desire, just search Am I on the Air, and I'm sure you'll find it. Shout out to our great affiliates at RedDragonsRadio.com, Red Dragons Radio, and the Pop Culture Pros. Follow on Twitter at PopCulture underscore Pros. Both networks always streaming us on demand, and we appreciate you, and thank you very much. And that'll do it for me on this Tuesday. Well, see, I'm recording so late that it's now Wednesday. So this started on a Tuesday, October 11th. Now it is Wednesday, October 12th. It is now midnight. It is 12.05 a.m. So I need to get on out of here because somebody's got a lot of work to do tomorrow. But I thank you so much for joining me. I hope you all have an amazing week. We'll be back next week. Same bad time. Same, hopefully same bad. I always say same bad time, same bad channel. It really wasn't this week, but hopefully next week will be the same bad time, same bad channel. We should be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, but you know, and we'll bring you the latest and the greatest once again. So till next time, y'all take care of yourselves and each other. Peace. Bye everybody. Thank you for listening. Red Dragons! Red Dragons!